0: When we pretend that this perfect world exists for our kids, we're not actually doing them any service. Yes, you don't want to always be arguing parents and you don't, Mm -hmm. if you, you know, really don't get along, you should take a look at that. But you're a human being and you want them to be a human being and a human being gets sad, gets upset, frustrated and all those things.
1: Hello, hello, Blissful Parents out there. Hope you're having a great Friday in the midst of spring break. Today, I'm coming to you live on this beautiful Friday with a really special guest. So I am really, really excited to introduce this guest to you. I've had a personal experience with her expertise, and I'm excited to share her with you today. So um, I have Joanna Durbalowski here with me. So Joanna, hi, how are you doing today?
0: Hi, Michelle. I am so honored
1: to be here. Good. I'm so glad. Let me tell our parents a little bit more about you, Joanna. But first, I just wanted to say hi, and hopefully I didn't butcher your last name too badly. <laughs> so Joanna is the mother of two beautiful souls, and she's the best-selling author of the book, The Transformation Promise, so which has helped clients worldwide with life's major major changes and transformations from identifying long past incidents that can be the source of current difficulties or health issues to dealing with career changes, finding and sustaining fulfilling relationships with partners and children to truly ultimate transformation at the end of life. So she's also a recently published 28 Days to Love, Joy, and Prosperity, which is a workbook. So, uh, you know, what's really unique about Joanna is she's developed something called the Quantum Heartfield Experience. She's a clairvoyant medium, recognized metaphysical teacher, spiritual counselor, and energy worker. And her sessions have guided clients and... Um, from all over the all over the US and Europe and Canada and all over the world. (laughs) And Joanna has a private practice where she teaches these in seminars and also one on one. So Joanna, you are amazing and welcome to Blissful Parenting today. Thank you. You're welcome. you're welcome. So, Joanna, we're talking today about to our parents about how they can be the best parents they can be. So there is a lot of expectations around parenting of a lot of a lot of times parenting, you know, there comes a lot of stress, anxiety, and trying to do it perfectly. And so I just want to just kick off because I know this is one of your specialties. And um I've heard these words from you before of, you know what can we say to our parents out there when we're trying so hard to be the best parents we can be?
0: Well, I'd say, you know, keep that trying to improve yourself, but give up the idea of that you have to be perfect. Nobody is perfect. And no, no child needs a perfect parent. (laughs) That's right. Parents are perfect. You're not going to learn anything.
1: right see that's great that's see that's awesome i think you know just hearing that from you um i know the first time i heard that from you that really helped me just be like yeah it's okay to make mistakes our kids will learn from us making mistakes too right
0: yeah i, I worked for a while in early early childhood education <laughs> and there were a lot of young parents and they were like you should never fight in front of your kids you have to have quality time and I kept listening to that, and I think that's not that's not the world. Mm-hmm. We argue, we argue, and we make up. Mm-hmm. Because we argue doesn't mean we don't love you anymore. Mm-hmm. So when we pretend that this perfect world exists for our kids, we're not actually doing them any service. Right. So yes, you don't want to always be arguing parents, and you don't. Mm-hmm. If you you know really don't get along, you should take a look at that. But you're a human being, and you want them to be a human being. And a human being gets sad, gets upset, frustrated, and all those things. When you mask that with the smiley face all the time, then the kid still knows you're upset, first of all. (laughs) It doesn't work. They're really good at sensing what's underneath. But also, they don't think that their emotions or their feelings are okay to have.
1: Hmm. That's a good point. Like if we're hiding our emotions and feelings and we're modeling to them that they should also shove their feelings down and just suppress them and, and maybe keep them in there. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Actually, my mother used to say it's uh, better to re you know, acknowledge the emotion and then redirect. So she said, if somebody, if siblings are fighting and they're hitting each other, um, give them a ball and say, it's okay to hit the ball. It's not okay to hit another person, but it's okay to be really upset and hit a ball.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, I really love the what you were saying to you about, you know, it's okay to argue in front of it. But I think one thing that um, as parents, I know this is something um, that I've experienced, before is that the parents don't make up in front of the kids a lot of times, so it's like that. That but it's important to show that part as well of how you make up and get on with the, with the with the day after there's been an argument or something like that. Any suggestions around those uh, those ideas?
0: Well, I hope that um, everybody feels a little bit more peaceful at home. But I think it's yeah, it's important to show the whole thing. It's important to show. You can fight, you can make up, and it doesn't change the love that you have for somebody. Mm. I mean, we do get upset about our kids. I mean, mine are adults. I still get upset with them. (laughs)
1: Yeah, (laughs) right. I love that. Now you're known as transformational coach, a transformation expert. Um, What is it that about the transformation that really drew you to like this work?
0: Really called my book the Transformation Promise because things always change. We Mm -hmm. cannot stay in the same thing and i think to me that was always really helpful because when the situation were bad or when i didn't know what to do i knew it was going to change even if i did nothing it was going to change so it's a nice thing to have in the back of your mind that things cannot stay the same ever and you know to help the shift and whatever is all involved in it um that's a really good tool it's a good tool to know yourself and know where you want to go and and be able to transform into something always greater because we are growing to be always greater
1: mm, I love it you have this amazing quote on your um on your website that I just wanted to share with our parents out there because I thought that was like such a such a cool um quote and I mean maybe and maybe you can share with us it's a it's a quote about the butterfly can you share that with us
0: you know, it's the old proverb, well, when the caterpillar thought the world was over, it became a butterfly.
1: Yeah, I love it.
0: So when we're stuck in a situation, we're always overwhelmed and we don't know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sometimes there are issues, there are health issues with kids. And there's can be some really frightening things that you face as a parent mm-hmm. a lot of times. And not always do they end well either. But when you get back to yourself, then it's Okay. Because whatever that person that comes into your life, you know, it has has its own agenda. (laughs) I mean, it's only been like a hundred years that we've we've been thinking about children as actual human beings. Mm -hmm. You know, before we thought we mold them into what we want them to be or so, but that obviously didn't work. Because they come and they have their own learnings. And and as a parent, you need a huge amount of faith. Mm -hmm just the faith that they will find their way and they picked you to help them, but it may not always be an easy path. So you just trust. (laughs) I think that's
1: an interesting thing to remember too. Like they've picked you They've picked you to help them along their journey in this lifetime. And they've picked a life, like they've picked a life that they may have some things and challenges that they have to overcome. And so is there anything that us as parents can do, like keeping that in mind and knowing that that can help facilitate a more, uh, some better learning environment or, you know, facilitate that as a parent, like rather than being at home thinking about our kids' at school or being bullied or, you know, having the, like the thoughts in our head that are things are going wrong, or we're not doing a good job job, or there's so much that happens in kids lives. So any suggestions for our parents or tools or tips that we can have to, uh, to make the, knowing that we are here to help support our kids through their lessons in life.
0: (laughs) Well, you can either just look at yourself and not at your kids at all. So, if your kids are faced with bullying, you can you look at yourself as where is the bullying in my life, and you can use the Hawaiian whole pono pono to remove that from your life, which will then also release the child from it to some extent. Mm. Um, that's one way of doing it—that you constantly work on yourself, which okay. is you can only change yourself. So that's the best way. But I mean, I know a lot of parents, but truthfully have never met a parent even the ones that I think are really bad parents they don't get up in the morning and say I'm going to be a bad parent <laughs> that just doesn't happen we try to be the best parents we can be mm-hmm. and generally I'm assuming that we love our kids and so we get up and we want to be the best parent for that kid and then we just have to go with that and trust that that's what we're doing because that's all we can do. And when we start to doubt ourselves, then we do the wrong thing. You know, kids are ruthless. They <laughs> find that right away. When you start to feel insecure about yourself and how you do it, they know that's the way in for me to get you know, my way, which may not necessarily be the best way. So it's good to look at yourself and to question, am I, did I do this right? Did I not do that right? But then move on from that because you can't do everything perfect. You probably don't do anything perfect. I mean, I don't know about you, but I haven't done anything perfect. And the the worst part for me with my kids was when I tried to tell them to do things to be better than I was. Mm. That's like the thing that I would not recommend to anybody. You tell them to do something that, Obviously, you have mastered yourself. (laughs) And then they come back. You're hypocritical. (laughs) You're not doing that. So why should I do that? Right. It's better to say, look, I'm a human being. I have faults and this is the best I can do. Mm -hmm. Take it or leave it.
1: But I think helping our kids see us grow too, and that we're constantly working on bettering ourselves too, I think is a really, really great modeling for them to, you know, be wanting to work on themselves too, right? The, yeah. I like, I like that they can know that we're not perfect and that they're not perfect either. And that we always need to be working on ourselves <laughs> no matter where we are in life.
0: Yeah. And we, Grow from that. So when you are in a let's say you are in a challenging relationship that's not really positive for you as a mother or a father, if it's the other way around, then you know that may maybe works for you and you can deal with it and work with it. But if you start to really dislike your partner, and let's say in you know, my case, my partner would have been my husband, and then I have a son. So by, by rejecting the male partner, you also transfer that into the son. Mm. And that's something that I think we need to watch out for. We need to really respect ourselves, not, mm-hmm. not get that resentment in. So if you respect yourself and you don't have any doubts about it, and then it's okay. Then your kids, I mean, my kids come and say like, oh, well, I have all these problems because you guys did. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I told them straight up, I said, you know what? There's a lot of therapists in the world that need to make a living. <laughs> I mean, I, I made mistakes, obviously, all the time. And it's okay because now they can make mistakes too and be okay about it.
1: Yeah, I like that. You know, we live in a world that, you know, we see a lot of perfectionism like on social media or feel like you have to keep up with everyone and that giving ourselves permission to do the best that we can do but know that there's gonna be mistakes and know that we're not gonna be perfect. It's a learning process for us. These kids, let's face it, they didn't come with any manuals. <laughs> it's interesting that every conversation we have on of Parenting Podcast here, it comes back to oftentimes ourselves us as parents doing the work ourselves, um, doing self-improvement for ourselves. Any suggestions when it comes to work that us as parents can do to help improve ourselves, Joanna? I know that's one of your specialties.
0: (laughs) Well, first of all, just throw out self-doubt. That is Mm -hmm. just a totally waste of your time and, and everybody's time. But just keep in mind all the time that if you don't love and respect yourself that's what you are communicating to your children, that it's not okay or necessary to love and respect yourself. And so you get kids with a lot of self-esteem issues and problems mm-hmm. because you can't model that, hey, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I am who I am. And that's good enough for everybody, if it's good enough for me. So try to just really see how are you on the self-respect and how are you doing with yourself? And when kids get, you know, in different phases and overwhelming, and you have, you know, more problems than you ever wanted to have and nothing you imagined before you had kids and you thought like, Oh, it'd be so cute. Um, (laughs) Because they, they grow on you. I mean, they push you all the time Mm -hmm. and they push all your buttons. So when you remove your buttons, you'll be more at peace. And that's also what they will learn to be at peace.
1: I love that. Be at peace. And so what, um, by removing all of our buttons, you know, would you recommend um, some meditation or, you know, just letting go of those things? Or what do you suggest for uh, getting rid of some of our buttons that our kids are really good at pushing (laughs)
0: Well, first locate them, you know, they, yeah. they them and then, you know, instead of just getting angry at them, which comes very natural, um, <laughs> when you get angry, when it really upsets you, just take just one second to go inward and say, why does this upset me so much? Mm-hmm. You know, why is this so terrible for me? And you will find the answer right there. And then you can go out and you can still, you know, um, punish them or whatever you see fit. I mean whatever you think is the right thing to do, you can do. But first do just one moment and saying why why does that bother me? And to just also let it out. I when I worked in the early childhood education, the quality time thing was really in. <laughs> you gotta spend quality time with your kids. Mm-hmm. What is that? I never really understood what that is. I every moment I spent with my kids should be a quality moment. And when right. I agree them, that is also a quality moment.
1: Right. And yeah. if
0: I check in with myself constantly, then I also will see when something is so, you know, rubbing me the wrong way that I have that desire to maybe be abusive or so, then you need to get help. Mm-hmm. To have somebody help you figure that out where you actually, and there's a lot of really good help out there for parents to deal with things because this might be a big trauma that gets woken up from my own being in that moment. Because as I said, I have not met anybody that wakes up in the morning and said, today I'm going to abuse my kids. Right. That's not a natural thing. The natural thing is today I'm going to love my kids. Mm -hmm. And, When I check in with myself all the time and observe, hey, you know, today I did like not so good. It's okay to apologize to your kids too and say, look, what you said there, that was so difficult for me Mm -hmm. because of whatever, because of what happened to me as a kid or because this is just wakes up all these emotions in me. And I know I overreacted, but, you know, it just happened.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, those things that can be woken up inside of us that uh, we obviously undealt emotions, things that we haven't dealt with ourselves as parents, um, that's a really good indication that we need to do some more work on ourselves, certain situations, right? And I think the more we go through parenting, some more of those things will just keep arising, right? So instead of just uh, continuing on your path as you were, I think maybe what you're suggesting is like take some time to really think about it and go inward and really say, Hey, you know, this is something that I can work on to be a better parent. And, and and am I being the best parent I can be right now? And if not, then let's, let's get to work on figuring out what's next.
0: My, when I, my sister is a little bit older and she had kids very young and she had a lot of them And I once asked, I said, so, you know, what do you do when you get really upset about something? And she said, I made it a rule to just put my hands inside my pocket and count to 10. And then, you know, I take a breath and then I deal with it. And so you can find little things like that because, you know, kids can drive you up the wall. (laughs) There's no doubt about that. So if you know that that can happen then have something but often it takes no more than one breath to just center yourself and you can train yourself to do that to just one breath or put your hands in your pocket and count to 10 and say okay why did all this you know light up in me of course you know if your kid runs across the street and a car is coming you're not going to put your hands in your pocket and count. <laughs> no them and jump in front of the car or whatever it takes so I think that is common sense but if you're in a situation where you can take a breath then that's a good idea to just see okay how do I want to react here
1: right yeah I love that you know that taking a moment taking a breath and it's something that I mean I always say to my kids okay hold on stop take a breath <laughs> you know and it's something that I you know I'm trying to get them to do and I think uh, yeah just modeling that for them would be super helpful right <laughs> then seeing you take that breath too when you're about to get angry about something i think that slowing down and not reacting so quickly is such a great it's such a great tool such a great um way of um trying to i like what your sister said put her hands in her pocket and count to 10 because after 10 chances are whatever you are so lit up about in the first place is probably not as a big deal after 10 10 after 10 breaths <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I think the other thing is to, you don't model yourself after somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody, I mean, as you said it before, especially on social media, I mean, all the parents that I see on social media, they are so perfect. (laughs) And, you know, truthfully, who wants you to, who wants somebody else to see that you're not the greatest person? So you don't put that out there. I understand that part too. (laughs) But don't model yourself after that, and don't let them tell you how to do it because they're not you, and they're also not you kids. Mm-hmm. So I had um, like really funny story because I got seven copies of the Ferber sleep book with <laughs> one of my children. <laughs> like anybody was giving it to me, and I got so insecure, and I thought like, oh my god, I have to you know read this and I have to do it, and I had this beautiful. Crib and it was next to my desk and my kid played in it while I worked and it was just a wonderful setup. And then I said, "Okay, well I'm doing it." And I put him in the crib and I went outside and he screamed terribly and um, and I felt terrible. The whole situation was just <laughs> horrible. And not whatever seven minutes or so that you're supposed to wait. Like thirty seconds later, I couldn't handle it anymore. I went back in and <laughs> did what I. Knew how to do, and I—that's really hurt myself because at the sight of the crib he would scream. He never sit in it, play in it, anything. I like lost my whole beautiful setup because it was so traumatizing. And we don't know what they come in with, you know. Maybe that is like some sort of thing that bugged him more so. Mm -hmm. But you get to feel that. Yeah, under the pressure of the outside world. But I advise you not to do that. Right. You know, another little story like that was interesting. I went back to Germany and um, I was with people and Germans can be very judgmental. So I wanted to have this really good behaved little child. And I he never wore a bib because he didn't like bibs. And so I put the bib on him and he was just screaming and being upset. And my... My brother, who <laughs> was much older than I was, and, um, and I was always kind of a little bit nervous, uh, and he just looked at me and he said, Just take that thing off. He said, The poor child probably had the cord, the umbilical cord around his neck in the womb, and is afraid to have this thing tied around his neck. Mm. And so I just, I was completely stunned by that comment because that was true. He did have the cord wrapped around his neck several times. And as soon as that, you know, I felt I didn't have to do it. So don't have other people push you into doing something that you know you don't need to do. It's your kid and you do it as best you can. And if you can't do it that well and you do think you're harmful, then get help. Yeah. And
1: chances are your intuition is probably correct is the the way that you know how best to do it with your own kid, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great advice. Well, thank you, Joanna, for spending this time with us today. And, um, you know, if you are a parent out there and you're feeling, you know, that you've got some things that are are creeping up with you when you're, when you're trying to parent doing the best job you can do, reach out to Joanna. Joanna's amazing. She takes you through a whole quantum heart experience. And it's, it is fascinating. And she looks at all sorts of different areas of your life, past lives, all sorts of things. It's a, I really can't explain it. I've had a session with Joanna before, and it, you just feel like a, um, I would say like a little bit more of a joyful person afterwards. Like there's a lot of joy that comes out of after a session with Joanna and I would highly recommend it. It's a really incredible experience. So um, anything else you want to add to that, Joanna, where can people find out more information about how to uh, connect with you?
0: Well, I'm like blown away by what you just said, but yeah. Um... <laughs> I I have a website, quantumheartfield.com that has most of the information on it, how to Mm -hmm. get in touch and everything.
1: Awesome. That's great. So you guys make sure we'll link it below here. And uh, Joanna, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. I think you've got some great insight and some, you know what? Like, I just love this about you. It's just like, it's a no BS, like down to like, the honest truth like kind of like advice for us that's like you know it's nothing crazy it's nothing that we probably didn't already know it is just like just do it just be okay just be you be yourself be you don't try to be anything that you're not and i just appreciate you joanna holding that space for us today
0: well thank you and thank you so much for having me on the show Yeah, it's always a pleasure thank you for listening to the blissful parent podcast For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com.